In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Kind of feel bad we cut Ronnie out of the open, but look at who has come back, Mr. Ronis, the great Ron Thomas, <laughs> along with Michael Muir, who just played in the United States Senior Open, former Duke University standout, PGA Tour member, went back to being an amateur. Now he's back to being a pro from the DMV area. Good, good morning, boys. How are we doing? Mr. Muir, good to see you. Ronnie, yes. thank you for coming back. And, and bringing a guest. And bringing a guest. Yes. yes. Thank you. Because you alone, we wouldn't have maybe allowed. I understand that. But thank you. So the rule guests. guests of guests may not bring guests. <laughs> well, there's a guest fee on the show. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's oh, right. I forgot there's, about that. It's like a country club, a guest, yeah. Flee, yeah. Uh, guest yeah. fee for that. All right, boys, we've got a lot to talk about this week. But first, it's good to have everyone back here. And Fourth uh, of July is behind us. Mr. Ronis, you were thank busy you. lighting off fireworks at... River Creek as yeah. the director of golf. There's proverbial p- fireworks every day at a country club. Let's mm. just say that. So. I was going to invite Mr. Ronas to my house for a little cookout and uh, some fireworks. And why not? Because I knew you were working. I get off at like 9.30, 10 at night. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it's, every- good. it's usually like 7 in the morning till 10 at night. That's a life of a golf Goodness. pro. Ronnie, yeah. at, the, at the Cannon Club, does your pro have to work like a madman on 4th of July? Uh, Dennis Winters was there for a short time yesterday, but no. Okay. No, we didn't have an, a club event. So, Oh, really? Yeah. We didn't either. No yeah. firecracker, two-man, this, that, the other? No, oh, we didn't. We good. used to do a flag tournament where you would post your flag when you hit your handicap. And, right, uh, right. But that's... No like more. in the middle of the fairway? They do yeah. that. Mike, they do that on the senior yeah, tour so, now, yeah, right? Absolutely. They do the flag tournament on the <laughs> sure. senior champions tour. Make it the yeah. furthest out on yeah. you know, your yeah. handicap. Yeah. Your handicap. Yeah. Make, Good. The, Make the turn. Good. These are- All right. We're going to hear uh, from Michael's excellent adventure uh, at the U.S. Senior Open at Stevens Point, Century World, where they have the infamous flower hole. Beautiful. 100,000 flowers or whatever. Petunias, begonias, dandelions, you name it. Wait, that's a weed. Never mind. Yeah. Um, very hard setup. Uh, the guys were tested. Uh, Michael made the cut. I can't wait to hear about that. And then we've got an emergency night at the end of it. But first, we got to start with Ricky. Yes. Ricky time. Old Richard Flower is back in the fold. Ryder Cup Ricky has won again. Is it safe to say, Mr. Ronis, he's the most liked player on tour? I think he is. I, th- I mean, Rory's up there. There's, there's those two together. But Not just liked by the kids, but by his peers. Yeah. Oh, liked by his peers. Yeah. Don't I mean, you think? Yeah, and Ricky's not a, a, you know, look, I've had very little interaction with Ricky Fowler, but he's not a flamboyant, like, hugely outgoing guy. I think Michael will know a little bit more than I would being on tour with him, but um, he just seems like a genuinely nice, simple guy who probably has a big heart and wants to win and was really upset for two years that he was not competing to the level that he knew he was capable of. There were a lot of distractions at that time. Sure. But it's really important for the game, for the Ricky Fowlers of the world, to be winning. It's just yeah. very important. Ronnie, he went through it, didn't he? He Ricky, did. He went through the fire. He did, but let's go back to the genesis of Ricky Fowler, and that was, of course, the look. 
you yeah. know, the SoCal look, the hat, the orange and uh, the hair and everything. And that was endearing to a lot of young kids, including my son. And so that he became Was a, Winston a big Ricky oh, fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In wow. Fact, in fact, uh, our friend Scott Abel got him an autographed hat, which is up in his room because no Scott did some financial work for Ricky. And um, so, in other words, that those kids are now older now, and most of them are probably playing golf. Yeah. And so he, they didn't lose that. He didn't lose that fan base. So we have a, a popular player for many years now, and everybody loves a story of redemption. And there's no greater story of redemption right now in golf probably than than Ricky was it Fowler. just because of the orange on orange that Winston liked him? Well, that kids liked Ricky. Uh, or was it more than that? No, it was. Because he wasn't, was. It was he wasn't like a stone-cold winner like marketing. Tiger. Well, it was he, great marketing. Yeah, and he, he had the hair. Yes. And at that time, it was a little Did he have different. the mustache back in the no, day? No, no. That's no. a newer addition. No, yeah. he and he's not – and he's, it wasn't a – he's a diminutive, if that's the diminutive. right word. Diminutive. Uh, he was a small enough yeah. guy that kids could go – that could be me. Exactly. Yeah, and he rode right. motorcycles when he was a kid. You know, he's a motocross guy. And I knew so that, a backstory but do you think kind of the thing. kids knew that, or they just liked the orange? Oh, they probably just liked the orange. I think they kind of, you're just like the orange. Yeah, the flat-rimmed hat. He, he was a cool kid. That's right, hair. The, the flat hat. Yeah, it was like a skate skater rat look. Yes. It and, was uh, a good look. Yeah. Is a good look still. And yeah. has turned into quite the pro. And now back in the winner's circle after two big things, boys. One... Reuniting with Butch. Reuniting with Butch Harmon. Why go away from Butch Harmon ever? How many majors more would Tiger have won if he had never gone off that detour? That's a side question for another day. And the second thing, he's gotten married and had a kid. Yeah. I mean, got grounded a bit in life. Not that and, he was a wild distracted. man otherwise. And distracted. That's, that's the key, John. That's yeah. exactly right. I mean, yeah. you know, you're, when you're not married, you're practicing and you're just consumed with the game. Suddenly, you meet a very attractive woman, uh, Allison Stokey. Yes, former uh, an athlete, sprinter, hurdler, pole vaulter, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you meet someone, and golf isn't maybe the priority. Plus, he had a lot of money in the bank, I would assume. Yeah. So he wasn't playing for a mortgage payment. Yeah, and uh, you start to surround yourself with people who, uh, you know, can yep. influence. So you, in you think that is part of why his game. Dip, you know, course. I think I think we're sitting here talking, and yeah, we have sorry. an expert two Let's doors ask down from Michael me Muir that knows about the that. day and life of a yeah. PGA Tour player and how impossible it must be. First of all, I, I'm so old that <laughs> I think he was in like first grade when I was on tour, so <laughs> there was no overlap there. Say, but I, I think you guys have touched on it. You know, it's a really nomadic lifestyle when you're single, you're out there with your buddies. I think. We all became fans when we saw him on spring break at, at Baker's Bay. Oh, the Baker's Bay boys were he, the legendary, best. right? Spieth, uh, Smiley Kaufman, JT. and JT. Yeah. And Barefoot, that's, that's when the having beers, yeah. Instagramming it. Yes. Right, right. So, you know, it's, it's, a very, um, it's a big change when you go from being on the road solo with your buddies, uh, spending hours on the range and really grinding away at your game, to having some, some really um, – fantastic uh distractions like you know somebody you know like a new wife and uh i think that okay. happens pretty pretty regularly but don't you think he's set up now ron for more continued success because of the grounding of having a wife and a kid and perspective and not letting this frustrating game get to you too much uh yeah i mean and i think now you know that's the 
story about do you hear about the dog or the animal that's tasted blood well perhaps he's now tasted blood and he wants that who doesn't want to be and michael has felt this in a sense but who doesn't want to be in the fat last one or one two three groups on a sunday that's if what you, these guys live for but play the over, game not to overhype the whole change in lifestyle but I, when I was playing, I was single at the time, and the married guys all said, man, I don't know how you single guys do this on the road. Really? It's such a lonely, you know, you know you're know, you gone for three, four, five weeks in a row, and then we'd always say, man, how are you away from your family? How do you do this with a wife and kids at home? It's so, it's, you know, it's that grass is greener thing, but it's, it's a How tough, did you do it? I didn't do it very well, or I wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> clowns. Uh, what was the hardest thing for you? As a single guy, the hardest tour. thing was being on the road for four or five weeks because I wasn't good enough where I could play for two or three weeks, take a week off, fly home on my plane, come back out Tuesday right. night and let it rip. You know, a couple weeks and then go. You back. were stuck in Silas, Illinois. I was hauling my club to... glove from Sunday night somewhere new, settling in with the circus for that week, and right. next Sunday going to the next spot to, you know, Quad Cities, Illinois, and. Did you ever get to stay somewhere places. fancy like a Hampton Inn or something like that? Oh, I've seen the best <laughs> really of them. Ritzy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's I do, a, yeah. but I do need to point out to the listeners that maybe don't know Mike's background. Mike was a very good player, and he almost won the uh, out at Riviera, LA right? Open, yeah. Yeah, you were in the well, – you were leading with how many to go? I was leading through 10 on Sunday. That's amazing. Yeah. What year? 2001. I was okay. a rookie. Fifth, fifth event. And uh, puked all over myself in the back nine, but it was a great experience. And Still also, h- how many U.S. Opens? Played in three Opens. So, okay. not dealing with a... Uh, of course. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, mean we're, I we're dealing with the PGA Tour. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, exactly. I think we know he's pretty good. Yeah. No, but Ron, I wanted to say that. The reaction from Ricky, I think, was absolute classic. Pouring in that birdie, and then the folded arms on top of the putter, just looking up at the sky. Kind of relief, but also a bit of, you know confidence there which was a great reaction i said it was still only the second best ricky reaction ever the best was him at the Ryder cup when he was single remember that and they did a photo where all the players kissed their wives and girlfriends he went stag and just mugged for the camera like well what am i doing here yeah how good is that another appealing and endearing quality is you know him doing things like that. He okay, so on the on the on the Butch Harmon front, uh, he went away from Butch Harmon because Butch Harmon kind of went away from teaching full time. He said that basically he wanted to, you know, not teach tour pros full time anymore. So Ricky went out and got a different instructor, and then decided I got to get back to Butch, and so Butch started teaching from afar in Dallas, I believe, and Ricky was in California, and so was sending him videos and whatnot. And Butch said he put a plan together, felt like Ricky was getting too flat, too mm-hmm. flat with his swing, which has always been the case. Flat and quick, right, Ron? Yes, inside. Inside, yeah. And or shallow. Shallow, right. And said Ricky really stuck to it and grinded it out, and he couldn't be more proud of him. said he was a nervous wreck watching this past week because Butch Harmon, having taught all these great players, still wanted it the most for him. Well, I mean, look, Ricky's had that sling for his whole life, but when you when your body starts to slow down a little bit, as you get a little bit older, or a different weight or different size or whatever it may be, you might not sling it into the same spot. It's not like he couldn't hit the ball. He just wasn't doing it as consistently 
as he needed to do four days, right? So getting the club back on plane, I think, just gives you a better chance to find your misses. And, and under the gun. When you're yeah. coming down the stretch on Sunday, those t- things tend to rear their head, right, Mike? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, anybody who's trying to win a tour event or a major championship wants to avoid the drop inside and the flip to go left. I mean, we've seen Furyk do it many, yeah. many times, although yeah. he does have an open. But, you know, that, that path from the inside, and I think that's why so many of them now, it's, it's hard to, it's not hard, but to sit here and talk with a tour player. I know, it's really us. hard. Actually. But, you know, they all are trying to work over the top now. Yeah. Not necessarily a swing over the top, but to move everything left. Because they want to, so they don't want to flip it. Yeah, they don't want the left. They want to well, take the left. I side. noticed watching, and I don't watch a ton of golf, but watching the Masters this year with the shot tracer, they all hit a cut now off the tee. Yeah, you know their tee shots. Every one of them. Yeah, nobody hit a cut five years ago. Why not? It was always kind of a weak shot, and now I'd love to hear John's perspective. Well, why they're bit, doing it. It's but. a bit of equipment situation where the club is pretty much where your hands are now. So we're not we're not adjusting for some some bend towards the ball and then some bend down as much but the main thing is that the body in its natural rotation is going to rotate after or through the ball to the left right yeah so if you take that and then you take a club face at square it's going to naturally produce a little bit more of a cut than it would certainly a hook because a hook has to come from that inside path and the club has to be pretty much closing so what they're trying to do is get their hands completely out of the swing because they know under the gun if they're, you know, little of those guys, they could flip it or leave it open. So they're just trying to get it in sync with their rotation of their body and their arms and just leaving the club face alone. And just by kind of ergonomics there, it's going to naturally produce a little bit of a cut. Are they real cuts, though, or are they sliders? Sometimes they're big cuts. They look like big cuts on yeah. TV. And, you know, the, really? watching the shot tracer, 20, 30-yard cuts. Michael, what's your ball flight? I've always been a left to right. And I'm, I'm manipulating the club face from... You know, from here to here, and yeah. it, it's under the gun. It's tough. So it's you do right? play tougher. you do yeah. play cuts, but you're saying not quite like what you're seeing on tour now. No, no. they're different. Rarely off the tee am I cuts. trying to hit a cut. I'm trying to <laughs> hit it as hard and far as I can. And it's not. You know, <laughs> Does anybody a play a draw now on tour as their regular? Rory's a little bit still of a draw. Shape. Yeah, Rory is. Yeah. Rory's. And is there not a benefit of that to more roll? They say. Rory just hits a snot out of the ball. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 because they're hitting the ball so hard that the launch angle gets up to a point where there's just not a ton of roll anyways unless the fairways are oh, firm. Okay. So, you know, them, they're not hitting these little smothered dinky. The guy shrimp. to your left plays a right-to-left ball Shrimper. all the time. Shrimper. But for us, <laughs> we're not hitting it high and hard enough to get to an arc that it's going to make a difference. We're hitting these little shrimp. And they do roll more. Yeah, they do. So, what'd you make of the tournament there? Uh, there's a lot of people mad at CBS because for some reason they didn't put the actual golf on CBS television. They made you go chase it via streaming, via various apps. And it was something that confused a lot of people because they're like, it's 4th of July weekend. There's stars in the mix Ricky, Morikawa, a couple others. Why is this not just on TV? TV? Where did you, did you guys watch it live at all? Did you hunt it down on streaming? Not on no? Sunday. No, okay, yeah. But that's saying. like this to me is where the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan. I know, well, he's on leave now, but he's had his hands full with his live thing. Get your broadcast stuff right as well. Don't make golf fans go chase where is the golf today. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I'm sorry. My, my mind just went completely insane there because I want to ask Michael. <laughs> I have him here. 
Do you see the ball flight on the Champions Tour more right to left? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think they've always because been playing it that way. And, and, uh, and not, the body not, doesn't rotate as quick right. to the left. Yep. And they're not adapting at this point. They're Right. They're just <laughs> getting it done. <laughs> yeah. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. So Sorry, just, that was very important. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fine. If that was sticking in yeah, your was, mind, then I would never not want you to resolve that. But, yeah. yeah. Somebody should do... Well, of course, we don't get shot tracer on every shot. Right. If we did, we could have somebody sit there and catalog it all and actually do percentages. That's yeah. if you believe, Ron, in shot tracer being accurate. I, do you? Uh, yes, I okay. do. But one one quick thing. I know we're going to a break, but the Fowler winning is what the game needed. It's Terrific. It's it is a bit great. of a distraction. Hey, Ricky Fowler, that guy. Yes. That, yes, yeah. yes. Have you seen the viral video of him dressing up as a caddy and going by the name yeah. of Richard Flower? Yeah. And then revealing it's himself? Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. All right, coming up, uh, Michael Muir's excellent adventure. The U.S. Senior Open at Stevens Point made the cut. I know he's got some good stories. We can't wait to hear from those next. We are here at Golfton this week. As always, our home place for the Capital Golf Gang. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. All right, I've got some good questions, I feel, for Mike. So. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. Back at Golfdom here in Tyson's Corner, Capital Golf Gang. It's good to be back after the 4th of July weekend. Hopefully you had a wonderful holiday. Got out and played some golf. John Ronas, the director of golf at River Creek in Leesburg, is joining us as always. Ron Thomas is back yet again, former Maryland captain of the Potomac Cup. He's been playing a lot of golf with his son, Winston. Been down in Pinehurst watching the North-South Amateur, that's that correct? correct. The 123rd edition of it. And you know our special guest this week, Michael Muir, from back in the day playing golf against him in college? Uh, I was at Maryland. Mike was at Duke. He did not know me. I knew him. Okay. I was not someone that a lot of people knew, except for having fun. Muir, did uh, he ever come up to you for an autograph? He did not. The, the way no. I know Michael is because he, <laughs> we have he a was a mutual. Yeah, mutual friend, Tommy Mensing. Who, oh, that's right. Yeah, who yes. caddied for Mike. Oh, that's wonderful. Years. Okay, good. All right, so this past week, Mr. Muir was up at the U.S. Senior Open. And made the field, uh, made the cut once making the field. And I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. I'm so glad he is in the event. And you didn't just show up as a tourist. You made the cut, finished what? 42nd, I think. Nice. What does that pay? (laughs) If I don't mind, I'll look it up if you don't tell me. You you should ask my 16-year-old son who caddied for me because he was getting, he, he asked for a raise from last year from 2% to 3%. Don't oh, tell excellent. him the going rate is excellent. 7 to 10. We will not. Okay? <laughs> we will not. Uh, Did you L2-can him? Oh, my gosh. Did I do great. what? You know, you know uh, the Kutra controversy at Mayakoba oh, yeah. with L2-can, the local oh, caddy? He won right. with him. And <laughs> he only paid him grand. like 5 grand yeah. out of a $1 million <laughs> oh, payday. He yeah. took a beating for that, right, yeah. rightfully so. Okay. So anyway. I think, I think it was like 12 or 13 grand. Okay. okay. Not, right. not life-changing. No. But you'd do it for the competition. Well, first First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. That's fine. Second year in a row, you've qualified. It is. Yeah. I'm two for two. And how old are you now? 51. 
Okay. You're a spring chicken to the yeah. eventual winner, Bernhard Longer. Yeah. Which sixty five. If you How? put us if you've stood us next to each other though, <laughs> you'd say he's twenty years younger than me. He <laughs> looks like a thirty my wife said, He looks like he's thirty five. You don't look like that. Incredible. Well, he's, you can feel like you hold him in the palm of your hand. He's a tiny guy. Yeah. A wiry he's little fit. German man. Yeah. Very Super steely fit. little German. Yeah. Okay, so how does he do it, first and foremost? Then we'll get to your adventure. Honestly, I, I, I can't explain it. I did play nine holes with him in a practice round last year at Saucon Valley, and I was not that impressed, frankly. <laughs> he doesn't hit it very yeah. far. He hits it 250, 255. He didn't hit it particularly good that day either. Um but I did see he hits 90% of his fairways, or he did last week. I'm sorry. And these fairways I'm were sorry. tight. Repeat that number again. Yeah. 90. <laughs> 90%. That's crazy. If I was 40, I was lucky. And if you hit it a foot off the fairway, you're, you're wedging it out. Wow. Yeah, the rough I hear was yeah. insane. And then deep. he uses the broomstick. We'll get to that in we'll a get second. To that. Yeah, no, yeah. So, so he's not very long. I remember I saw him rowing us at the Masters this year. My buddy Chris Broussard and I went down there. And we saw him come through as a former champion. And it was laughable, the Walmart between his ball and the other guys mm-hmm. on yeah. number eight, the par five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, he's out there plinking it around best as he can. But against the best of the best at the next level, Muir, he can still hang. How does he do it aside from just 90% fairways, great irons, and that putting? And, he's, and he putts like crazy. Okay. And I will say, you know, I, I was playing mid-amateur golf at a pretty high level when I was, you know, 48, 49 years old. thought I'd go out there and, and, uh, and do pretty well. Because I've played five, six, now six events on that, on that tour. They're really good still. Yeah. They still really move it. The good players, they're hitting it 300 yards. But Drake Harrington's tour long. He gets it yeah. twenty. Yeah. Where did Potty find his length late? Well, he went to the lab for a few years, and we didn't see him. Worked on speed, yeah, yeah. and speed sticks, yeah. and things like that. And as, as you know, he's coming out of his shoes. Like his his stance after impact, he's his left foot's way swung out. I don't know what he's doing, but he's killing it. And they're all hitting it like that. I mean, not like Padraig long, but they're hitting it two eighty, two ninety. Wow. What are you hitting it? Like 270. Okay. 270. Long enough. Long but enough, not, but not, you know. But it's a difference. I mean, 15 yards or 275 to 300 is two and a half clubs. I mean, yeah. to hit a seven iron versus a, a pitching wedge or a nine iron is just over it's four a big days, difference. It's, over four days, it's it's a separator. And, and you just Huge. can't. It's hard to keep up. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I see where some of the, when I was watching it, you know, the, the tape delay and watching some of these guys, where they're hitting it from, where I was hitting it from, like, wait a minute, that guy's. 30 yards past where I was, and I yeah. had a good one there. Well, so, how about Stephen Alker? Is that his name? Yeah. Alk. What I mean, he's incredible, right? He's he's done really well. I think he played, I forget, he made like $2 million in 20 years on various tours, and he's made $8 million bucks in the last year yeah, and a half. Yeah, player of the year last Champions year. Tour. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I played golf. From New Zealand. I, I say this all the time. I played golf in college with Jerry Kelly, day in and day out. Played for Hartford. I played for UConn. Yeah. Nothing. He knows, you know Jerry. Yeah. But Jerry's got $30 million. Yeah, and I'm teaching people how to get it airborne forty yards. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's just the consistency factor and the confidence. And and and, and Jerry's he was, he was a maniac in college, yeah. and he was a maniac. I played with him a few times on the regular tour. He was a beauty, maniac, was just a nutcase, <laughs> right. beauty, right? <laughs> that's right. that's Mike's word. But it's consistent, great. right? That consistency yeah. that these top level guys are amazing. All right, yeah. I, I, I want to take over for just a brief second, Michael. A lot of the guys you played with on tour, whom I'm lucky enough to know a little bit uh were there and i always look for those names when you're in an, an event jeff gove dear friend yeah. harrison frazier 
Brett Quigley. How does it feel to see these guys? Yeah, Justin it, it's Leonard. A, just, it, it, yeah. It's really cool because it, we're all hitting that age right at the same time. And we all grew up playing junior golf together, played you know mini tours together, regular tour together, and then I went on a hiatus of 20 years. So it's really been fun. And um, they've been very welcoming to me, the ones that I haven't well, like, stayed in touch with. They're, what the heck have you been doing for 20 years? So right, right. Um, it's been fun. And I played with Joe Durant. The final round, who's an old buddy and such a nice guy. He did not chip the ball once How's that? on Sunday. Didn't miss a green. Oh, no okay. way. Didn't miss a green. 18, 18 up, 18 Shot four down. Under, he ended up going from the last day, 40th to 13th or something. Wow. You wow. were paired with him the last day. Him. Didn't yeah. chip. That's didn't great. Chip. And, and, a, and, and an event like that, the senior open, an old friend you're playing with, how much is there interaction? Is there talking? Are we really grinding? Is it a minimum? Or yeah, no, it... we were, we had a great time chatting the whole way. Yeah, it's fun so guy. Great. So Such a nice guy. I have a, obviously. I, I have a yeah. question that you, you teed up. You were a PGA professional. You you were an amateur for a short period of time, and now you're a professional again. You teed up at the U.S. Open, the Champions Senior U.S. Open. What is your expectation? Tell me exactly, am I, I, I can make this cut. I can finish top 20. Yeah, I, I wanted to make the cut for sure. I feel like I could finish top 25. And yep. going into the weekend, I felt like I could finish top 15 to get into next year. That was kind of my goal. Um, and I played really well on Saturday. I should have been five or six under. I shot one under. Um, bogey 17 and 18. Bogey 17 right? and 18 and, and uh, just left a lot of shots out there. But... Um, I definitely feel like I just don't – I'm not willing to put in the time and the effort. Mm. I've got a full-time slate at work and three kids, and these guys work really hard at it. Yeah. And, I, frankly, I, after six days of golf, I'm done. I'm toast. <laughs> That's I, a lot, I couldn't, right? I couldn't imagine, you know, shooting off to the next spot and, and right. making another lap. So, well, so let's talk real quick, and then I want to get to your experience in particular. But So Longer wins. He built a huge lead on Sunday – Holds off the local heroes, Kelly and Stricker, mm-hmm. who the whole state was pulling for, obviously, because they're like golf royalty up there. Yeah. Um, usually 60 on that tour is, a, is an expiration date, and longer is 65. The putter is an issue with some of the guys on one of my group threads because they insist that even though the butt end of it is technically separated from being anchored by a little tiny bit, Every other part of his arm and his elbow is also anchored to his upper chest, and that violates the spirit of the rule. Where do you come down on this way of putting under the new rules? I haven't, I haven't studied what he's doing closely enough to really opine, but it, it, quick glance, it looks like he's, it's, it's anchored. Right. Um, and I think it violates the spirit of it. But, I mean, it, it's on TV. It's for everybody to see. And if they're not going to do anything or say anything about it, Maybe they've just decided that it's uh, it's above board, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, it's still. I mean, he still has to make. I, I the was going to say, like, if it's that easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> but but they, it's there's the a reason they banned it, though. Yeah, but, but he's he's supposedly Ronnie? within the rules. If it's yeah. that easy, why don't we all do it, Ronnie? I don't even know why they banned it, to be honest, because you're still from twenty feet away. You've That's still my read the pot. You still got to hit the ball speed. and keep the head. I mean. You give me a long putter, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to brush it in a, a five foot wide hole from <laughs> yeah, thirty feet. Right. I, it's, well, it's still hard. It's a yeah. skill that he's a. I he's agree. Acquired over time, and I, I, frankly, I think I'm, I'm with fine you, with Mr. it. Muir. I do well, think it's violating the rules. If but, you don't mind, I want to change gears a little bit, Michael. Okay, you don't want to weigh on this. No, either. I don't. Because All right, well, then I, skip. I don't have Pass. An opinion. Yeah. Ron, Ronis, is, is what do you think? 
I think about, it's still really hard. Okay. I think so you still have to match it. Whatever tool you're using, yeah. you have to match the percepted break with the speed. And if you don't do that, it doesn't matter. I can hit a break that a putt that breaks a foot. I know. And I can hit it twelve different ways and make it. Right. Okay. Miss yeah, it. It's an art. Exit question on longer. Will he be the first senior tour guy to win at seventy? Oh yeah. It's only five years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So. Yeah. All right, Ronnie. The uh, floor okay. is yours. So, Michael, for many years you were on the well. You know, it's not a derogatory term. I don't the derogatory term, but the cocktail tour, the cocktail yeah. circuit is what they called it. All these high-end mid-am events. Describe them. For the those Seminole, the Crump Cup, which Michael has won three times, four times, I'm sorry. Crump Cup at? At Pine Valley, yeah, where Mike's you. also a three- or four-time club champion. Uh, the Seminole down at, um, Se- or I mean the, the Coleman, Coleman at down at Seminole. I'm not sure if yeah. you want I won that once, yeah. I mean, these the single, are singles matches at National, the George Thomas at LA Country Club. I mean, it's so these are high level amateur events, yeah. no prize money, no nope. invite only, can't qualify, right? And he's he dominated for a short time. I remember we're playing against Stuart Hagstead and all these wonderful, wonderful players. How many okay. of these are there per year? Six? Oh, you can 12. play fifteen of these things if you want. There's probably okay. five or six really. Exclusive, uh, high-end, ones. prestigious okay. ones, yeah. So Mike enjoyed his many successes there. He turns 50, okay? And there is a—Mike's going to take over from here, but at 55, officially, with the USGA, you become an amateur. I mean, a, you become a senior. senior. So, Mike, there was a gap there. You were 50, 55. How hard was it to make that move back to being a professional? It was hard. Uh, you know, it was. I had no intentions whatsoever to, of doing so. I was sitting around with— at John Carlson's house, uh, he and Brett Bear were good buddies. I think we'd play golf that day, and my wife happened to be with John us. Carlson, the Capitol? The Capitol, yeah. Okay. And, Brett uh, Bear of Fox News, yep. big time golfer. And Johnny says to Nicole, my wife, you know, Mikey should do the senior tour. And I thought, oh, boy, this is going to go over real well. And she sparked up, yeah, I mean, he's playing great. He should. I said, whoa. And so the uh, next day was the cutoff to quali- you know, for, sign up for the Q school, and I did it. And um, there wasn't much thought going into it, but – it is kind of a no man, what where Ron was going with that. It's a no man's land between fifty and fifty five for for mid amateurs, because you're playing against twenty six, twenty eight year old kids off the mini tours that have gotten their amateur status back. They hit a three twenty, and you know what's what's the point? I mean, maybe try to finish top five. The or cocktails. Top 10. That's the point. The cocktails. And the, and the, yeah, I guess that is. <laughs> you a good, would have that's still a pretty good point. You would have still been invited to these events. Of course, of course. And I'd be competitive. But you wanted to, and I'd com- be competitive. But I wanted to to win. I felt like the 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 Tour golf thing was snatched for me to some degree. Why? Well, I got I had stage four melanoma my second year on tour, so I I quit the next following you know six months later. But I didn't regret any part of that. I moved on and started a career in finance and had a family and didn't didn't look back at all. But seeing all my buddies do it, I I still kind of had a little taste for it. I wanted to sure see if I could compete against those guys. Um, you know, I see these guys that are lifetime amateurs, and they, they're held in such high regard. I love that. That's great. But, you know, you still want to play against the very best you can possibly play against. Okay. You measure yourself. And that's how I felt, and that's why I did it. I've done it, again, five or six times, and haven't done as well as I hoped, but there's still, you know, I think I'll get a few more cracks. To clarify, Ron, at apple. 55, the USGA declares you a amateur senior. Mm-hmm. But at the PGA Tour, if you're 50, you can play on the champions tour that's correct correct. so that's the split right there that's the five-year gap that there's a difference and that's what prompted you to go back being a pro now are you going to go back to being an amateur at 55 i don't know 
Are you able I, to? Are you able I, to do that? I would. I'd have to wait probably a year. They'd, they'd give me a little moratorium. But I, I only played three or four times a year when I was in my late forties anyway, due to just the time restrictions. So I felt like if I'm going to play three or four times, I might as well play against Bernhard Langer and these guys. Yeah. Versus these, uh, you know, the, the amateurs, which you know. Yeah, you give up a lot, but it's it's been fun. So your overall experience up at uh, the Senior Open was what? It was Hard. great. It was, was it? great. The the golf course was so difficult and so challenging, which is, I love that. I really do. If I have to shoot twenty under, I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle. But I feel like I can shoot close to par on on a really really difficult golf course. The so greens, the, setups, the greens on TV, Michael looked lightning fast. They were fast. I, I think they were probably eleven and a half or twelve. They weren't bananas fast. Um, they had a lot of slope. It was truly the rough and the approach shots in. So there was a lot of slope um, that made it really, really difficult. Firm greens. Firm, yeah. Firm. We're firm. And firm, firm slope, speed, and hazards. You know, there was yeah. some creeks and hazards, mm-hmm. and there was some trees that kind of came into play on some of the holes. Was, you had to... I think the length was probably 7,100. It was no, you know, cupcake length. Right, yeah. I mean, it was a legit. A big time. Yeah, for, a lot of 480 par fours, and, you know, where you have to. It's not like you could poke a hybrid out there and get it in the short grass and, and hit seven iron in. You and, had to right. pound driver. And a pairing that day. jumps out. You had a, Your pairings seemed to be decent. Right? Yeah, who'd you play with? I played the uh, the first round with Jeff Brejo, who I've known forever. Really, really good guy. 60 and really, really fit. He can still really Is hit he a California ball. boy? He is yeah. from Los Altos. He lives in Park City now. And then um, Kai Fukaboro, Fukabuji, something. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Really good, you know. Really good Japanese player. He's won ten times on the Japanese tour over the. So over did the he speak any English? He did. Okay, good. Yeah, not not much. You're away. Yeah. Second day. Yeah. Um, sec- well, that was the first two rounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Third day. Played with he again. Okay. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, and then uh, Joe Duran on Sunday. Nice. So. It's got to be. It's got to be a neat feeling to make the cut at a Senior Open. You made a cut at a U.S. Open. No. No? Okay. But to make a cut at a USGA championship at a senior open, to know there were only 60-plus ties there, that had to have been a neat feeling because the crowds were great. Great feeling, yeah. it's um, Again, this is a side hustle for me. I, again, play two or three tournaments a year if I'm lucky, and uh, to be able to hop out from behind the desk and, and compete. What's know. the next event for you? I'm actually going to try for the British Senior Open. Uh, they, have a, they have a qualifier here in the States at Firestone on Monday. So I'm going to give that a shot. All right, and so go to it. Firestone. To get into the U.S. Senior Open, it was a how many for how many qualifier at Argyle? At Argyle, 105 for two. Uh, Teddy Treba and I made it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Vance Welch shot 70 and thought he two. had it. And Mike Vance, came in at 67. 67, yeah. Wow. Vance used to play on our Potomac Cup. Yep. He was out there. That's incredible. He, he went out as an alternate. alternate. Yeah, as yeah. an alternate. Didn't get yeah. in. No. <clears throat> oh, ended up poor number, Vance. Ended up number four, but he said he didn't care. I talked to him a couple yeah. minutes ago. He said it was just Got to do all the fun there. stuff. He said was, he still, was he out there? still yeah. could bear, during the practice round, could barely put the tee in the ground. Did he go to Century World? Did he go out to Stevens Point? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the flower. He's like, beds. is it over yet? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. found him in the flower beds. Yeah. All right, coming up, Emergency Nine. We're here at Golfton this week. Michael Muir, our special guest. Ronnie Thomas is back as well. Stay with us. You're listening to the Capital Golf Gang. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. 
Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons. Airborne. We're back at Golfdom, your ultimate one-stop shop for all things golf. More than just excellent club fitting, we are in their center uh, fitting bay, the Callaway Bay. There's a tailor-made bay and a Titleist bay. They've got all the tech, all the tools, and they've got the most passionate and knowledgeable uh, fitters around. John Pack, who I had to unfortunately shush out of here because we were coming in to set up. He's like, oh, just give me five more minutes. I go, no problem. Uh, is so good, so passionate. And, you know, He kind of fit me for some B set of clubs uh, that I was like, wow, you're really good. And he's like, that's what I do. I love to do it. I love to find improvement in players' games and get them into the right clubs. We need to get Muir in here because, Michael, you played the U.S. Senior Open with a set of irons from when? 2011. And I've got a three wood. Twenty, yeah. The, the Smithsonian came looking for it. It's a <laughs> two thousand two. Yeah, steelhead three. Yeah, oh, the Callaway, Callaway yeah, steelhead with the original uh, shaft. You've yeah. had that for years. Oh, and it's it's old yellow. It's I'm, never I'm, coming out. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it's the equipment. Like, just give some of it a shot because it is so crazy fun. To hit some of this yeah. stuff. No. Now, I know you know exactly, like, for me, it doesn't really matter. Like, but you know exactly your distance and stuff. But for me, I pick up these things every year, and it's like another, I'm another year older, and it's another five yards. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So that, that nine iron instead of a seven iron, which is really a seven iron anyways, yeah. it's really fun. You won't change. I was. No, I, I am, I'm ready. I'm Are ready. You? I, I think it's the shaft, because I'm still using 126-gram shafts, and... I just can't get around on them, so I'm 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 starting to tinker a little bit with yeah. the, the lighter shaft. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That you played the this senior open. Great. I got to come in here because this played is like the senior open with a bunch of old sticks. Yeah. This yeah. is great yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah. um, I also want to thank Monty who works here, and there he is roaming around back there. I was off to Scotland for a sadistic ten rounds in eight days and needed a good pair of shoes. And he helped me out because they have a lot of different shoes up there on the wall. And I didn't know necessarily what would be good. And he was going through all of it in terms of this is what you want, this is what you don't want. And it worked out great. A couple of guys on the trip had severe blisters. Uh, luckily, yeah. I avoided all that. Got to get the right shoes. It's got to yeah. be about the shoes. Okay. Yeah. So let's play an emergency nine here. This is our nine hypothetical, just sort of popcorn shrimp selection of topics on various things. And I'm going to start with hole number nine, shotgun start, then wrap around to number one, because I forgot to include this as the first hole, because it's a pretty significant story. Have you guys seen, and what do you make of, the Live PGA Tour talking points memo that was leaked in court documents on a lawsuit filed on behalf of some Live Tour players by this guy Larry Clayman, who was a known sort of legal adjutant who files a lot of very frivolous lawsuits. The suit probably has no merit whatsoever, but in Florida, you got to go through the process. And in Florida, they've got very open sunshine laws. So these documents came out, and one of the documents was of a talking point memo that someone on the PGA Tour staff had prepared for Tiger Woods. And it reads like this crazy fan fiction of what Tiger might say in support of Mr. Ronis's boy, Jay Monahan, Tiger said he never read that document, never saw that document until it just came out this week. A, have you read the document? And B, what do you think? 
<laughs> I haven't read the knock the document, but if you just watch the news every night, they just throw talking points at everyone. And it's just a matter of whether you adopt those talking points just out of late laziness. So you see it at the, at the highest level <clears throat> in, okay. in government. So I'm sure they put it together. And I'm sure they distributed it to all those guys saying, look, if you don't want to worry about it, here are your talking points. Just go with it. And, and guys, they have a lot of things that they have to do other than talk about this. So I'm sure some of them just looked at it and said, oh, I got to say that word, that word, that word in these sentences, and I'm done. Yeah, I believe I it. I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen it. I'll give you so a nugget. I'll... Mr. Muir, have you seen it? I have not. Okay, no. so one of the nuggets was, and someone again on Monahan's staff prepared this, said, hey, Tiger, here's some talking points you could use with the players. One of them is, you know, I've got a son who plays and may someday be on the PGA Tour, Charlie. I would hope that he would do the right thing and not take the easy way out. So he was involving Charlie Woods in the talking points, which I thought was kind of bold. I wouldn't want to put a document under Tiger Woods' nose and say, oh, by the way, use your kid as a human shield. And the other part of it was go tell the Saudis to themselves and mean it. That was another Tiger Woods talking point, which, again, he said he never saw the document, never had this meeting with players. But it's easier when you're Tiger Woods with his money, even post-divorce, to tell them to do that. It's fascinating stuff. It's likely not going to impact much of anybody. But if you're curious about it, you should read it. Let's move on. Hole number two on our emergency nine. Is there a new style of golf grip, i.e. a product, not a grip technique, that you think is a game changer? No. Do you want me to elaborate? No. Ron, have you tried any new grip styles lately? Because right here at Golfdom, they got a bunch of different flavors over there. There's a new flavor that's a weird sort of bumpy, rubberized grip. That's the, Yeah, I've seen that one. Have you hit a shot with I'm it? A, I am a Tour Velvet Black Grip Golf Pride guy. That's okay. all I am. The rubberized I, yes. one, not the softer sort no, of one. No, just the regular. Okay, Tour Wrap. Rubber, yeah. What about you, Muir? I'm waiting for the AI grip. Well, they fit you. The artificial the one that, intelligence that takes grip. Out all nerves, <laughs> removes <laughs> nerves and sweaty hands. No, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, the grips, grips haven't changed. Did you have any nerves years. at the senior open? Oh yeah. I mean, if you don't have nerves, I think something's wrong. You have to. What are you 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 were using uh, cord wraps? I use the, I use the tour wrap cords. You know, the real tour, sticky, oh rubbery God. ones. Yeah. That doesn't tear your hands up. No, no, no. No, you're like I got too many calluses. Yeah. Yeah. Ronus, what are you hitting? I it's I don't think any pro would be caught with what I have the tour wrap the the, the golf pride tour wrap that's what I've got that's, but is it cor- is it it's like an it's like a, it looks like a leather grip it looks like a leather rubber. grip but it's you have that but it's rubber yeah. I didn't think any professionals but were, you're corded I it's love no, it mine aren't and corded. you take that thing and you you take a, a wet a damp oh, towel and you so wipe it down tacky. it feels middle of the summer when it's humid yeah, they're tackier it's unbelievable they're fantastic okay. and for the average so I think person we all they play... last like 700 years okay yeah. so i think we all play the same style of grip it doesn't sound like either you play that too that some of my clubs oh, you wouldn't believe some. what clubs just I'm some. Using. you don't want the same grip on every <laughs> Taylor made rack <laughs> rac is what i'm playing of love of god how, yeah. how about the the grips that they ship the clubs in, just the manufacturer grips. Those, those are the are just, first things to come off, aren't they? Those are just a tour velvet. Tour velvets, yeah. Yeah, they wear out in about mm, two weeks. <laughs> and that's probably the way they want it, yeah, I right? think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, whole number – by the way, it's not illegal to have different wraps or different grips on clubs, correct? Not at all. No. Okay, no, you can no. have mix and match if you're a real psycho. Now, the yeah. putting grips are the one that's really 
revolution. Okay, talk yes. to me. What? Yes. Oh yeah, putting grip. Super, Claw, super saw. Well, no, but all oh, the no. grip itself, and oh. yes, uh, I'm messing around with so many different putting styles. I just went to a Scotty Cameron, which I haven't used one of those types of putters since my ping answer. I'm in a lab. Um, uh, you want it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a five hundred dollar putter. It ran out of putts, huh? Yeah, old lab putter. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a so, mess. I'm a mess. Okay, so what grip do you use on your putter? Then let's ask that question. We gotta be specific. I have a two point oh. I have a two uh, uh, pistol. I'm the pistol one point oh. Yeah. Oversized yeah. pistol. Yeah. I think if you're a good putter, you want a really skinny pistol grip. Okay. If you're a terrible putter, you want a big old fat. You know, <laughs> to take the hands out. <laughs> right. Of get it. the hands out of it. But a good, a good putter, like if you look at. Faxon and those guys, they all have a thin pistol grip. What are you putting with? A thin pistol grip. No, but what kind of putter? Oh, it's, well, depends which day of the week it is. <laughs> uh, Do you know somebody on tour I saw had a bullseye putter? Nota Begay, I think I saw. Yeah. So, so it was I literally, he, go, he putts I've known left. Nota Begay. We were on the same recruiting visit to Stanford. <laughs> it was Nota and Casey Martin and I. So I've known him since we were kids. He, he used a bullseye that he putted both sides with. So on left to right putts, he putts left-handed. On right to left That's what he had. It was him. He's been doing that for 30 years. I saw it and I said, who stole Tom Kite's putter from the 92 Open? (laughs) Yeah. Who who got that putter from the putt-putt course down the street? Because that's what most putt-putt courses have is just a bullseye. That's crazy. I don't know because he hasn't really played golf in 15 years. Yeah. Well, he was making a comeback. He just turned 50 uh, last summer. Speaking of... uh, the 92 Open Pebble Beach. The U.S. Women's Open is this week at Pebble Beach. How important is it for the women now to be playing some of the iconic courses for their majors that the men have played on? They should be. I mean, yeah. it took a they, long they time, right? I, do they really not play many of those big courses like Wings? This is a new thing. That the, I know they've played Pinehurst number two. Oakmont. I mean, they have played yeah, Oakmont. Yeah, they they did play Oakmont. Paula Creamer, Paula Creamer won, won Oakmont. Oakmont. This is this is just a part of what's going on nowadays. Find something and run with it. But they've been playing wonderful golf courses for years. They played up in New Jersey. Hold and, on. Yeah, how, many, how many men's majors besides Oakmont and Pinehurst have the women played on? That's two, Ron. Oh no, there are more than that. Well, then name them. I, look, it comes to I can tell you. Regardless of what they've played, I'd forgotten I can about tell you, Oakmont. I can tell you why. Pinehurst. The footprint for USGA or US Open is big. When you're going to invest that of your golf course, of how much is going to be shut down and how much money you're going to reap in return due to the tournament, you're probably not going to do it for a women's US Open. I hate to it, say it. Because the revenue will not be there. Revenue won't be there to recoup some of the losses that you have from, like, LA Country Club parking on the south course and those kind of things. Well, Pebble's so expensive to play for Johnny amateur it's yeah. like this will probably be a net loss for and there's them. no yeah. parking there's only 18 holes sure that kind of stuff but now should they absolutely because look we're showing off the golf course as much as we're showing off their ability so if you tune in to watch the golf course and you happen to say wow they're really good then it's a win-win for both situations and they are and the and women's they are tour really, is fantastic and they are really good yeah, right? yeah. that's Old, a great venue for them uh, I, do you I know think. rose do you know rose Zhang is the favorite to win, yeah, turn pro two minutes ago. Did you see yeah. what she shot yesterday? Uh, no, she shot sixty three. Oh, course record, yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's course double. record. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. She's playing with, which brings us to hole number four on our emergency nine, Michelle Wee West, who is doing her last tour of duty as a professional golfer at the U.S. Open. I believe she's thirty four five. 
We've known her in the golf realm for a long time. What is her legacy to the game? She's got a major in the U.S. Open at Pinehurst. She has a couple other, just a couple other LPGA wins. Did she play in it? Were you in the I, tour event she played in? I played in, in two tour events again yeah. with her. Um, the Boise Open on the, uh, I think it was the Nationwide or Nike Tour, probably 2001 or two, mm-hmm. and then the John Deere Classic. And I think she missed the cut by a shot at mm-hmm. John Deere. Yeah. Well, uh, one yeah. time at Which John Deere, impressive. she WD'd because of heat exhaustion. Okay. But not her the legacy, year he Her legacy is a, a tale of warning. Stay in your lane. Really? It's, yeah, it's... Nobody's tried what she did back in the day. Monica well, did. Well, tried to play. But, yeah. but no, she, Michelle Wee went out and said, of course I want to play with the men. And that was a big push of her whole marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she forewent trying to win she women's events. She wasn't. Wasn't playing them. She and wasn't, wasn't winning them. Wasn't. Yeah. So win at the junior level, win at the professional level in your category, and then you know, if you want to play outside that, that's that's fine. But it's you know it's going to be exhibition. She and, won five LPJ events yeah. and a major. That's a pretty good career. It doesn't match the hype though. I, now she made a ton of money from Nike and Rolex and other sponsors because she became a marketable vehicle that sports writers and the media and corporations jumped behind. And and it was it was so ridiculous that it was even being talked about. She'll be in the Masters someday. I will yeah. never say a negative word about Michelle Wee. Um, I'm not saying what, a no, negative no, word about her. I'm saying not. it about the media. I, I understand, and I know you're not. Yes, John. You, it's cautionary tale. I thought you were going to go with this avenue, considering your book and about raising a junior golfer. But her dad was uh, no absolutely question. brutal. Stage dad. No question. It's terrible. The helicopter. The, the dad. whole the whole team though. Yeah, starting but, with the parents, of course. It better start with the parents. Right, but uh, yeah. uh, all indications her. are that Michelle Wee is the most popular female or the most popular player on the LPGA Tour and has been for great. years. When Everybody she was on the Solheim her. Cup teams, they adored her. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I had, no, I had no personal thing against her. I just felt like the hype was so decoupled from reality. Well. But that's the media doing what the and, media well, does. Everybody. And parents. parents. And, but it, and also Nike said we can market this gal. Yeah. And they did. And everybody loves the the thirteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old junior golfer. The Fuji, Prodigy. What was his name? Tad Fuji. Tad Fujikawa. Him and the uh <laughs> well, you remember these kids, the other kid uh, who never made it. Ty Tryon? Yes. Yeah. I mean it was this fascination. Ty Marinovich. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Who? Todd Marinovich. Todd Marinovich, <laughs> yeah. yes. Look, Pete Kostolansky in high school shot 66 at, at uh, uh, West, uh, Westwood yeah. when I was in high school at Langley. And yeah. I thought, oh, my God, 66? Yeah. He's going to be on tour. I love when he drops Pete those Co- names. Pete Kostolansky, nice kid, Pete is probably working at an Applebee's right now. <laughs> not that yeah. that's not honest work. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah. the progression in golf is not linear, you know? Yeah. Be a good junior. How, it can sometimes she, she go sideways. She only won five times, six times on tour. Like your point, John. You know, if she had really focused on yes. her 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 craft against her peers, she probably would have won twenty times. She was she and had made half the, the money, Muir. and half the made half the money. Well, because Nike and Rolex would not have jumped in well, on. She, you know, I'm going to be a good women's golfer. They so jumped in she on. Gone, she should have gone. She should have gone to a, live. She should have gone. They didn't exist at the time. No, I mean, she, she should have gone to live two years ago. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's <laughs> Why not? Really, right, right, that's, you're right. Wow. She could probably beat Richard Bland. 
There's that. Need to have those guys. Michael, I have a little. Uh, or SW Kim. I, yeah. I know you listen to the show a lot. I'm sure you do. But <laughs> on this show, we have a little formula that's called uh, ability minus distractions equals performance. That's your formula. That's my formula. Trademarked. And she's a perfect example yeah. of the ability was a 10. No yeah, question about it. Sure. But the distractions were so high mm-hmm. that she couldn't beat the 5-0 person. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. I remember yeah. at Woodmont, where I used to teach Mr. Ronis, they had the uh, qualifier. Yeah, I remember that too. One U- time. It was the U.S. Women's Open qualifier? One time. And I remember following her around a bit, and her dad was like a shadow. Yes. It was never more than two steps away. You should have seen the range work. Brutal. Oh, boy. It was okay. brutal. Well, anyway, uh, congratulations to Michelle Wee on a great career and uh, being a mother. And having a family and playing one last time, let's hope she plays well. Hole number five. Would you rather, boys, play 18 holes with a total beginner who shoots a generous 120, say picking up half the time, or a single-digit handicap who curses constantly and throws clubs? Pick your poison, Mr. Ronis. Well, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the single handicap who's cussing and throwing his clubs because one it's it's absolutely comical and <laughs> at least you might be able to play in less than four hours. Is uh, but, ni- is neither an answer? Nope. Yeah. Nope. But the, because the beginner is look, I'm all for <laughs> grow the game, job, grow the yeah. game. But I can't, I can't. But you got I, you got to get to it. a certain competence level on a full eighteen hole course. But if I play you... with Michael, he'd be the same thing about me. I'd probably feel like he'd be like, God, I'm never playing with this Ron, guy again. Stop. This is a tough one, C- considering I'm the guy who snapped no, my not. putter over it's my really knee. Not. It's really <laughs> not. It's really not difficult at all. Don't be politically correct. You're helping out. What is not a difficult one? Of course, you'd rather play with the single digit who throws yeah. his clubs and cusses. Yeah. I mean, a good a good club throw <laughs> is so satisfying sometimes. Sure. I mean, not that I've done it in a long time, but. On both I mean, ends, and whether you're and doing it's, it's, it and it's or an watching art. it. And it's an art. Okay, I will say yes, this. it is. I, while, I'll, while, I'll get a, a quick story. So yeah. I'm, I'm playing with this guy who's a very good player. He's won the club championship at, at, at Lowe's Island slash Trump probably 10 times. Bill Musto. Oh, yeah. All right. So, and he has a son who's since gone on and played at the military academy, or pardon, pardon me, the Naval Academy golf team. Charlie. Now he's serving on a, on a plane in the South China Sea. But Bill, on a par three, it's number 13 on the river course. He hits it, hits it in the water. He goes to throw his club and holds on that split second too long, and the hook thing goes Uh-oh. immediately left into oh. the pond. Oh no! Oh yes! And we gave him the the option of Billy. You can go out there and you you can fetch your club and find it out of the bottom of the lake, or we're going to tell Charlie, who was ten at the time, that you threw your club. He said, you wouldn't do that, would you? I said, we all said, oh, yes, we will. So he strips down. He goes out there. We let him wait around for about 10 minutes. He couldn't ah. find out. He said, all right, Billy, come on out. We won't tell Charlie. It's great. <laughs> wow. He went that far. Oh, yeah. I oh, he didn't want his son being no, that way. He didn't want his son to know that he chucked a club. Well, and even well, he had a temper. My so son well. had no choice but to know that I did something egregious. At the final round of the member, member Winston shoots 70, and I am a complete S show, mm-hmm. including a three putt on the last hole from eight feet, and I missed one of these in front of everybody, oh, and boy. I snapped my brand new spider right over my knee <laughs> with my son as my partner. Go out into the parking lot, took Cry. it. Oh, no, threw yeah. it against my truck, which is soon to be his truck. Oh, my and, God. Oh, yeah. So oh. 
I mean, you know, this wow. is oh, never not an this, another level. Where did this Ron Thomas become yeah. a thing? I don't even yeah. know. It's because I wanted it so badly. <laughs> That's, <laughs> another. <laughs> That's another level. You oh kicked the dog God. when it was down. You okay. throw it at your truck. I mean, yes, the truck had his, nothing to do with his it. truck, according to him, uh, for another year. Good for Winston, it doesn't yeah. make you a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, Thank a, you. Good, a good cl- club chuck is really. It releases a lot of stress, Thank a lot you. of pressure. You just can't do it a lot. John, don't, you used don't to, or, uh, about it. Mike, you used to run hot. I, I you know, had a little temper. <laughs> Game's frustrating. We had a, we had a guy on my college golf team, Justin Klein. He's from Baltimore. He's a really good player. And, you know, the stands on a golf bag, uh, it's like a fork that sticks yeah, down. Sure. Well, by the end of his sophomore year... They were each leg was about three inches. Because he'd go over after <laughs> yeah. he hit a shot, he'd, he'd whack the stand. It would yeah. take out like three inches. And it would and then he whack the other side, and it literally yeah. it was like he was setting his bag down like this far off the ground. Hey, and and yep. quick, really quickly, his one of his teammates at Duke, Jason Widener, the oh. first day at Century shoots eighty nine. Yeah, at the no. senior no. over. That's how hard it was. He was the number eighty nine. He was the number one out from in the world in college. Wow. Oh my eighty nine. Fred Funk shoots. I talked to him. Shoots eighty two and said he played well. Or eighty one said he played well. That's uh, how hard it was. Golf was hard. Now you know one thing you never do is hit your bag with a club. No, because no, that's no. four holes nicks, later. You pull out the, the club. You're like, ah, oh, here we go. Uh, no, 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 broken. Yeah, <laughs> you find out which ones are broken. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like somebody used to hit his club. Yeah, once, his in while, <laughs> once in a while. Once in a while. I remember the steel toe shoes with the dent in it because you'd oh, yeah. smack it with your putter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you, the whole day you'd have a stub toe because you had a dent in your so, shoe. Uh, while we're on the subject, <laughs> unless we're going to run out of time yeah, here. So in the in the U.S. Open at Shinnecock 1995, I'm a year out of college. Oh, no. So I qualify. I played pretty well the first round. I shot 74, well in, in position to, to make the cut. And I get to number seven, the par three, the diabolical one where everybody's putting it off the green into the bunker. And I hit it on there and I three putt. And I'm walking to the next tee. And I was using an old Odyssey, like a bullseye, real soft alloy. And I'm hit, whacking it on the wood chips. And I get back to eighth tee, I put it in the bag. I knock it on on two on eight in regulation. I pull my putter out and I go down. And it's got the lie angle of like a seven iron. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! So I called him a walking score over. It's Howdy Giles, who's a fellow member at Pine Valley. He'll tell this story to anybody that'll listen. And I said, Howdy, I think I bent my putter back there. And he said, Are You sure? I said, Howdy, look at this thing. It's like a. He says, Well, you're not going to be able to use it. I said, I know. So I putted the last ten holes of the of the U.S. Open on Friday with a wedge. Oh my and It was goodness. the most embarrassing thing because there were there were forty thousand people out there that day, wow. and that. That was my kind of uh, was, reckoning that was, where that was your so the last time I ever well, yeah. so the rules <laughs> the rules state you cannot play with a club that's been damaged or modified correct, correct. out of anger out of anger it's now out changed of anger okay what if you were to bend it back into spec no. No. so you can't once it's out it's yeah. out yeah. yeah and if you hit a shot off a root or something and it, and it tweaks the nine iron you can okay. actually replace it. But if you, if you can't... They don't use soft metals anymore anyway on these no. clubs. It's there was hard a story, to Tom Watson, I think it was the, the PGA or the, um, the season-ending thing back in like 1990. He tour was going into the Tour Championship, yeah. and he always used to wrap his putter with gauze tape mm-hmm. on his grip right. to, to provide you know, a little extra grip. And he, there was a little string on the gauze that was hanging down. He, he snapped, pulled the little string off, DQ'd, and he, he lost the playoff. Yeah. 
I remember this is like that. 1991 I or don't two. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah he had tennis That's tape. That's right. He used, he used to use yeah, I remember that. Gauze tape. Or he yeah. might yeah. have actually used just the hockey tape. Yeah, it was like gauze, yeah. gauze yeah, tape. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're way behind. Let's just the skip Marshall, Let's go to nine. The marshal has said you need to move up a hole. <laughs> just go to the last that hole. Show feel, we're gonna we're gonna go. Feels like we're playing with that what 18 handicap right now. Yeah. Right. All right. Hole number six. Name one course that is famous and perhaps revered that you will say publicly. I did not care for it. Sort of like Peter Griffin and Family Guy talking about Godfather. Uh, it insisted upon itself. The old course. Okay. Yeah. Ronnie? Yeah, go, Mike. I need to look mm, at this. You need to think I gotta about it. Yeah. <laughs> i got to be careful here. <laughs> you guys are, are, like, are pulling up lame on I this. I like yeah. getting invited back. But yeah. honestly, like the, the one that w- w- was tough for me, the first time I played it was Seminole. I felt, I felt like if you dropped me down in the middle of that property blindfolded, and I looked around and said, what, you know, what Muni in Florida is this? But then the more you play it, it's a masterpiece. I mean, it is a second-shot okay. golf course. It's spectacular. But, but first glance, first blush, it's, it, I, it's not impressive. I played Glen Eagles side of the Ryder Cup in Scotland before our official tour began, and it was a wonderful thing that one of our guys, Dave Edwards, set up with a guy who's a member up there. Very much looking forward to it. The course itself was so achingly plain. It's so resorty. I mean, it's Jack Nicholas just dialed down to like two. So I was I was let down by it, but yeah. the experience was wonderful. The course, I was like, this is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm, move uh, on. Hold on. I, I'm going to answer. I'm not going to say congressional because I haven't played the redo. Mike, do you like the redo? Yeah. Quickly. It's great. You like it? Yep. Okay. It's tough. Yeah. He's, I, a, he's a congressional. Well, okay. Uh, so, by the way, on congressional, we have the good fortune, both of us, you and I, John and uh, Ronnie, to uh, tour it with Andrew Green, who did the redesign. I played it two years ago when it first reopened, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this. I played it just before we left for Scotland, and I am falling in love. That's because great. Because it's firmer now, and it runs faster, and I get it now. So Well, I'll just put out another call to my brother, who's been a member there for 10 years. Hasn't invited you to be play? great to play. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ronnie? Uh, cor- I'm not going to name a course. Okay. Okay. Figures. okay. All right. Hole number seven. <laughs> Very diplomatic. <laughs> Which shot has more strokes gained value if you can learn to consistently pull it off? The flop shot or the stinger off the tee? I was an English major, so I don't know anything about numbers. So strokes gained is very <laughs> which weird which to me, which will help your score the most. I'm not, not strong enough anymore to hit a stinger, so I'm going to go with the flop shot. Okay, Ronnie, Fl- uh, the flop definitely shot. a flop shot. Yeah, really. Did okay. you stinger's you overrated? Compared to a, to a flop not shot, a stinger. I mean, it, you might get a ten yard differential versus something else where a flop shot is could be a shot or two. The stinger, in theory, is always in the fairway, though. It's a little bit shorter, but it's always. Well, I could have used that last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hole number eight. Name one thing that American golf would benefit the most from if it was adopted from the thing about how golf is in the UK or Scotland. Uh, respect. That'd be good. I would say really letting kids and juniors play more and be part of the game. That it, all depends on the golf professional. I guess that does. It as well. all depends on the professional. I go if, out of my way to, to, especially the good players in our area who I've, I've been fortunate to teach a lot of them. They're always welcome. How about let dogs get walked on golf courses? You know, we petted, you know me. We petted every dog in Scotland yeah. that we came across. Sure. We came across dozens. It was sure. great. Ronnie. Uh, I have two things. Go- fewer golf carts, and the second one is playing the ball more along the ground. 
okay. love playing it up like at Pine Valley, how open the front of the greens are. Yeah. Play the ball up. Walking is a huge thing. Yeah. Muir? I'd say just the way they're maintained. I, they overwater golf courses here, and that you know, helps Ron's point of being able to play the ball on the ground. You just uh-huh. can't here in so many golf courses. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Too and soft. then last one, what's the difference between golf.com and golfdigest.com? The name. Yeah. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, I was an English major, so I don't read too much. <laughs> when so. they were magazines, when they were magazines, did you notice a difference? Yeah. The cover. I knew the difference between Golf Digest and but Golf. But they both had absurd claims. Game 20 yards off the tee overnight with this one simple grip yeah. change. Yeah. Every, and you know, it's, it, everyone's hitting a fade on tour, and every cover of every one of those were Curious Slice. Is it, <laughs> is it the same as the difference between Staples and, and Office Depot? Yes. There's no exactly. difference? Okay. Yeah. Well, you shop at both when you want to. Uh, Mr. Muir, a, tre- a treasure to have you in here this week. Thanks again. Thanks Congratulations yeah, on man, a great run. It. And Ronnie, thank you for coming out of hibernation like the Dalai Lama. You're welcome anytime. Thank you. All right. Appreciate Mr. It. Ronis, as always, good to see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Go play some golf. Put on the sunscreen, and we will see you next time. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons. Airborne.